Hello and welcome to Sumo Mainichi. My name's Dave. I'm here with Amy. This is our Banzuke episode. They just dropped the Banzuke for the Aki Basho coming up in September. It's if you're new to sumo, the Banzuke is where the Sumo Association gets together and says, "Who are our favourite boys? Yeah, <laughs> let's put them in order." <laughs> yeah, this guy did all right. I kind of like him. <laughs> I like his uh, social media that he's not allowed to have. Uh, I like his vibe. He did all right five years ago, so I'm going to promote him uh, way higher than he should be. <laughs> well, there's been a little bit of that, but. We won't get into it right now. Let's take a look at it holistically. Yeah. Because I think sometimes... As a bunzuke. As a bunzuke. Sometimes the temptation is to jump in there, look at the numbers, get the calculator out, look at Sumo DB. But if we have to give this bunzuke a theme or a bigger picture uh, overview, what's your take on it? Great question. I enjoy, as I often do with the bunzuke the sanyaku, it just gives me uh, great amounts of enthusiasm for the upcoming basho. Uh, so it's seeing Hoshoryu in there with the Ozeki, with his new promotion, seeing Konowaka up there at Sekiwaka. I mean, I'm giving away all the good stuff, but often the sanyaku just stands out as um, some real achievements over the last little while. Well, I mean, you've done exactly what the temptation is, is to zoom in too quickly. Mm. I did exactly what you said not to do. Let's zoom back out. This is a Bunzuke of hope. You are zoomed right out. I I, I think I zoomed too far out. The Bunzuke's a dot. (laughs) It's like that photo of Earth that they took from (laughs) the tiny blue dot of the Bunzuke. I've gone too far. Mm. I'm going to bring it back in a bit. I'll say this is a solid Bunzuke with some obvious issues uh, in the middle. Bit of a traffic jam <laughs> there, but all around a uh, an excellent effort again from the people behind the Banzuke. We're so just take... good vibes for you. Just oh look, like good I, band- I, I think Banzuke all, vibes. All it says is sumo's in a good place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whoop! I've zoomed too far out. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see the wood for the trees. Can't see the trees for the wood. I can't see the sagari for the mawashi. <laughs> If you haven't joined us on a Bunzuke episode before, we start at the top of the list and we go all the way to the bottom and beyond. Yeah, we we <laughs> go just really zooming in. Yeah, zoom in. Now we just zoom in. as far in as we can yeah. uh, with our faces pressed against the <laughs> Bunzuke, trying to see all the detail we can, but without a calculator. That's the key, yeah, that's the key. element of the Sumo Mainichi Bunzuke podcast edition. We're, we're not doing any calculating. No, no. And I think... You know, recognising it's an art and a science, <laughs> but art and science both agree that we have one Yokozuna yes. <laughs> at the moment. That man is Terana Fuji. So something you said uh, to me, I think, last week stuck with me. There's obviously been a lot of media coming out um, from the Terana Fuji team. And I thought, oh, that's great. He's getting out there, meeting the fans creating some great content. You saw something else behind this though. Yeah. So I guess for me, it started with the AK-69 clip that he was involved with. Oh, you've, you've, you've zoomed, not out, but back. 
I'm, <laughs> I'm out in the universe. Right. But now I've come all the way back into. You're on the y-axis yeah. of time. <laughs> right. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I've gone through a wormhole to yep. another dimension. Well, I'm no, in the just, 11th dimension. You just went to March this year. Yeah. And so he was involved, he and his cohorts, uh, Midori yep. Fuji and Nishiki Fuji, were involved in that video clip. And it was very high production and it was all over his social media. So he now has a social media account. It doesn't seem like you're necessarily allowed to anymore. I think they've come out again and said we don't want, you know, just your average day-to-day ricochet participating in that garbage. But Terunofuji, he's a Yokozuna, and I feel like he's got, I'm getting a whiff of a media team. So since then, there've been quite a few posts of him as Yokozuna, big, beautiful photos of him at various places doing his Yokozuna business. Just recently, there's been a really quick, quickly edited video of all these like highlight highlight moments. Yeah, that was a good video. With, you know, music backing and all of that. And so what that made me feel is that they're preparing for him to retire. See, so this was the take that I thought was very interesting is that you saw all of this, you put it together, you thought this is a build-up to his retirement. They're creating a legacy, I think. The story is... A content legacy. A content legacy, that's right. So his story is so great, but they're starting to put it all together. They're actively trying to promote him as Yokozuna when, you know, he's achieved, obviously... Um, quite a lot since he's come back. <laughs> is there a, a perception of people forgotten that he's Yokozuna? Is that behind this? I don't know. I just think that they're worried that there won't be enough time to really um, go for it. You know, it seems hurried to me. It seems frenzied ah, in a way. Okay, so it's the too much at once. Yeah. Like any simple media strategy is about dropping content on a schedule. No, but the the words you said there is exactly it, media strategy. There is one behind him at the moment and that's tipping me off that okay. something is happening in the Terunofuji camp. Well, let me add this to the mix mm. and whether this changes your mind or solidifies your view. Okay. So Terunofuji's Koenkai, his supporter group, mm-hmm. uh, put a drop out on Instagram and it was text-based. Yeah, I mean... Not quite understanding the format of Instagram. Like text written in a picture yep. on Instagram. Yep, oh. just a screenshot of some text. Okay. The translation was, thank you for your continued support of Terunofuji. We are pleased to announce a new project. We will deliver a documentary movie of Terunofuji's journey to his mm-hmm. goal of double digits championships. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a first step, we have filmed the training. We are planning to release it soon. So much to unpack in that statement. Yeah, well, it's interesting that I've been commenting that his Instagram is so tech savvy and so high production values, but they've put it out as as a text thing. So what's their documentary going to look like? Do they have the same makers as the AK-69 video? doesn't sound like it. Jeez. What would the smoke machine budget on that documentary (laughs) be like? I mean, they've said here they've started to film training and it's just all smoke machines. (laughs) And they're like, why is a Cadillac on the doyo? <laughs> We've seen so many variations of media, of sumo coverage at the moment. So we've seen a whole lot of um, sumo primetime 
which we've spoken about. So that has certain production values. Then we've seen Gagamaru going into uh, Haya and training with his new videos. So there's such a range. I I can't guess what the Terunofuji Koenkai budget is. Do you think it's high? I think so. (laughs) I think, you know, I think if you're part of a supporter group, and especially of Terunofuji's, I think there's some corporate backing. Mm. But what I wonder is who is directing this. I've got no intel on that. I don't know what the artistic vision is. Isagahama probably. Oh, well, no. (laughs) One thing I'd be confident of is that they would be keeping him at arm's length Mm. from the the actual artistic vision. In the background, blurred out a bit. Oh, no, I meant in terms of the production Uh, team. uh Now, surface level, we're zooming out. We're going, oh, they're making a documentary. Mm. Zooming in, it's a documentary on his journey to his goal of double-digit championships. Mm. Terunofuji is currently sitting on eight Yusho. Mm-hmm. The last one, uh, obviously, was May this year. He went 14-1 after coming off three full bashos where he sat out for injury. Is double digits a possibility for Terunofuji thinking about this new batch that yeah. are coming up? because it's all very well to suggest that. And to put out all this coverage and to say documentaries coming, double digits. And I know that it sounds like, you know, that's a manifestation of let's get to those 10. But the knees have to hold up and it is not easy to win a U show. Can he do it? Um, well, no, can he do two more? Has can he, he do got two, two more? more in him? I, I feel doubtful because I've got this feeling now that they're gearing up for the end. But when you tell me that this gearing up involves these two well, more basho, I get a bit worried. I don't think these two media teams are talking to each <laughs> no, other. No, 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 that's for sure. And actually during the Jungyo, we saw uh, Terunofuji come back for some Batsukari and stuff and he said that the pain is still there. Um, he actually said, quote, I feel the knees are better than before. Tick. Well, hang on. The knees are better than before doesn't mean a lot. Well, it's still a tick, like it's an upwards, okay, it's an like upwards. tip, sure, sure, tick, sure. Okay. an upwards improvement. Yep. Uh, last Basho on day three, suddenly I was in a lot of pain. I felt weak. I felt like I was going to topple over and that is not good at all. The future, question mark, this is the crucial bit. The pain is still there. A lot of people quit like a hernia like I have. Obviously not the quit, it's the hernia that he has. So he's acknowledging that the pain's still there. He's saying that the knees are better, but the operation has not produced a amazing solution. Oh, As my mum, who's just had a knee reconstruction, can attest to, yeah. still feels pretty bad. And I've got to say, her butsukari leaves a lot to be desired. <laughs> Absolutely no strength there. I know, she yeah. will not push. I'm pushing her around like it's <laughs> it's nothing. Okay, well, so lots of question marks there for Terunofuji. Lots of question about the competing media strategies. Let's move on to Ozeki. And we have three of them, the top two. uh, Ozeki 1, East and West, are uh, Kirishima, who's moved across to the East, and Takakesho, who's moved across to the West. So Kirishima, both of these guys actually coming in to this Basho Kataban. Yeah. Yeah. Both our I mean, Ozeki one. Well, I mean, both Kataban, but coming into this with two very, very different stories in terms of their form. We saw Kirishima come back into the uh, Basho heroically after going Kyujo partway through. 
put in a very, very solid effort. And I think we all agree that he was, he was unlucky to not get those eight wins, mm. which would have been a heroic effort. Uh, so hopefully if that injury is past him. Yeah, the rib injury. It did say that he was going to be out for three weeks. I found our old notes and that's what was originally announced. And he came back on day four. So mm. I... He definitely didn't come back at full strength. Um, but I do think rib injuries um, heal over time. He did come back to the Jungyo. He was training there. He went 5-1 against Wakamoto Haru. Um, okay. And he said, I've been properly building up my body. I was able to concentrate on one bout at a time. Oh, gee, that's good news. <laughs> good. And doesn't have to think about them all at once, which is tricky. Can I just say, I, I often think with Rikishi during the Jungyo, the regional tour, they should let themselves think about more than one bout mm. at a time, just as a little treat. Yeah, they should let themselves do whatever they want. Well, I'm not saying like five or six. I'm like two or three. <laughs> what you a know, treat. Just a treat. And I'm not going to be overly conscious of my Kataban status. I want to go about it as usual. Okay, good news. Good news. Here's uh, the other Ozeki, the other Kataban, Ozeki's Taka Keisho. Another man who is no stranger to being Kataban. This is uh, Takakesho's sixth Kataban uh, appearance. Yeah. He has never dropped from the rank. Like he knows how to be Kataban. Yeah. He knows how to get those eight wins. Uh, again, the Takakesho camp has been very, very quiet. Yeah. But you start to look at his, he's been Ozeki since November 2019. Yeah, he's incredible at knowing when he needs to come back and get the wins. He certainly does. He's he... had such a variety of injury too, and he's come back from all of it to save himself time and time again. But just very hard to know what Tucker Keisho we're going to see out there. And I feel, you know, I mean, in, in those four years since he has gone to Ozeki, Sumo is changing around him very, very rapidly. The uh, Sanyaku looks different. Is he still relevant in the year 2023? Yeah, well, he's uh, 27 years old, turned 27 on August the 5th. So he's not that he's young. He's grown up so quickly. I know. I feel like just the other day I was saying, oh, he's 23. 23. Exactly. Yeah. He lives as 23 in our yeah, minds. he absolutely does. But 27 now, and as you say, everything's changing. And the third Ozeki is absolutely hot at his heels, and that is the new Ozeki, the Shin Ozeki, the seventh Mongolian Ozeki behind Kirishima, uh, who was the sixth just recently. It's Hoshori. I've got to say, I, I hear the announcement of Ozeki. I see them br hold the big fish up. I hear them do their Ozeki mm. promise. But it's not until I see the Banzuke that I accept them in my heart as Ozeki. <laughs> and now that I see Hoshoryu here on the Banzuke, the single source of truth in sumo, it feels real. And I'll tell you what. This guy is our next Yokozuna. Oh, okay. Now let's mark that. That's at minute 15.10 in our recording. If he does become Yokozuna, <laughs> I want to be able to pull this audio out. Absolutely. And play it. If not, we'll never speak of it again. I want to say something cool right now. Uh -oh. What's that? I can't. Okay. <laughs> we, even if it was cool, I wouldn't replay it. Would you cut it before that? Oh, yeah, because it's about my prediction. Oh, no. Well, unless it was I really I feel like cool. if I could have come up with something so cool then, you would have kept it in. You had the one chance. Oh, oh well, maybe next time. The end. The end.
Uh, yep, Hoshori Uezeki, cannot wait to see it. We've predicted a lot and rewound a lot about him already. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to mention that, but you heard it here first uh, next Yokozuna. Sekiwake ranks, it's so, so exciting, these two as well. We have Daesho at Sekiwake 1 East and he's full of beans for this tournament. I think he knows he dropped the ball a bit in July, but we found out that he dropped the ball for a reason and that reason was that on day 13 in his bout against Wakamoto Haru, he broke his rib or his rib was broken and he fought the last two days with that injury. I mean, it speaks to the heroics of this man. Daesho Sekiwake makes me think the world is going to be okay. Yeah. And, and I think probably after that that 9-6 score last time put the Ozeki run to bed. Yep. Uh, and I, I, I think I think we settle in now with Daesho Sekiwake. There'll be another run in the future. But sometimes I, I feel like Daesho going into a basho with those kind of expectations above him. We don't necessarily get to see the best sumo from him. Yeah. I mean, it was day 13 that he had the broken rib, but that was his, uh, he'd lost the two days before Mm. that. And actually the day after that, he won with a broken rib. I've had a broken rib that I've talked about on this podcast before. I fell onto a Cavaletti off a horse that I was riding, jumping bareback for some reason. And it hurts so much. Now, if you're not a horse person, a Cavaletti sounds like a delicious Italian dessert, <laughs> but what actually is it? Uh, it's that pole across with the little cross on each end. Oh, so is the I said ho- that the weirdest way. No, no, I know what you mean. A small pole, low, with the little cross on each end. And is the Cavaletti the whole thing or the pole? It's the whole thing. But I feel like now I've said that some horse person is going to come at me because if there's one (laughs) thing I know about horse people, they're fierce and they're sometimes a little bit mean. I was bullied by a lot of horse people when I was younger. Um, Okay. Well, I mean, that might be something we pick up on our Patreon uh, special episode, (laughs) the people who bullied Amy as a child. Horse people, the horse horse people. people. So Daesho, he was Kujo from the Jungyo because – that rib has been taking a while um, to heal. Uh, he did come back because he he's always someone who participates in the Jungio yep. if he can. He's always Keiko there smiling, yep. mucking around with Takakesho. Um, but he said um, there's still some pain. My trainer said it could easily deteriorate if I'm not careful, so I'm not going to take any unnecessary risks. Clever. And his MRI showed, it, showed some internal bleeding. Ouch. Did it really? Yeah. Yep. And he didn't really do any sumo on the Jungyo as well. So I think Daesho is in trouble, even though his supporters group, his Koen Kai, said Daesho is full of energy and ready to go up again. Well, I mean, they don't share the MRI <laughs> results with the, uh, no, maybe. With the supporter well, group. Well, can't they read the emails I read? I'm just interested. MRI show, would show internal bleeding? If there are any radiologists out there, I'm interested. Are they sure they just didn't see the normal blood in his body? Mm. And go, oh, my God, this guy's full of blood. There's blood somewhere blood shouldn't be. Isn't that what internal bleeding is? Blood's everywhere. What's? (laughs) Let's not get into it now. No, no, Wakamoto Haru. Okay, Wakamoto Haru. Look, so stays at Sekiwake after a nine and six. And look, I'm going to speak very personally and very candidly here. Uh, I'm rebuilding my relationship with Wakamoto Haru. Yep. It was broken. He broke my trust. After that henker uh, against Hoshori on day 14, last basho, I'm not so, it's not over. 
we just need a little bit of time apart. We've had that. We're coming into the next Basho. I'm speaking for him. Mm. Slowly, surely building trust again. A 9-6 at Sekiwake is pretty good. It's fine. Um, it's great. Look, it's just that we're all hyped. We were all on edge. We were all up there with our expectations last time with Hoshori, Wakamoto, Haru, Daesho. We were in a heightened state. Well, well, absolutely right we were. I was. Yeah, I was. I was buzzing. Yeah. So and I think it's just the, the fact that the word honest has been betrayed. That's all I'll say about that. Well, I have something to tell you. <laughs> oh, God, what? <laughs> but I don't think you're going to like this much because there are two types of people in this world, people who like hearing about dreams and people who don't. I like hearing about dreams. Do you? Oh, not. No, I like. My he- dreams. I like hearing about people's hopes and dreams. Oh. Like I would like to be Ozeki one day. Oh, no, my literal dream. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's just that. I've got history with dreams. Yeah. What's your history with <laughs> well, dreams? No, I, I, you know, my study oh. was behavioural science oh, and yeah. I did part of my honours year was doing dream studies mm-hmm. and it's so boring. Mm. So when you heard somebody's super exciting dream that they had, well, you just, were bored. It's just random firing of the brain at night. Like, the, mm-hmm. you know, the brain is geared towards storytelling so random firing goes off and you go, I saw a fish at the supermarket. You're like, oh, okay, great. Okay, cool. Or, or, or there's I saw <laughs> Wakamoto Haru on the bus. So we were friends, huh? me and him, in my dream. So this is a dream I had the night before oh, Banzuke. Oh, geez, really? Yeah, I've waited to tell you okay. about it because I knew you'd enjoy it so much. I'm just going to check my phone, but please yeah. go on. <laughs> he literally is. Um <laughs> So I can't remember much of it now because I'm the sort of person who I do remember quite a few of my dreams and quite a bit of it, but it doesn't last for very long. So the only bit that I can remember is that we were in a mountainous region. We were on a trip, like a, not a Contiki tour. What's the good trip? Intrepid. Intrepid. Yeah, we're on an (laughs) Intrepid tour and there was a bus, like a labelled bus. Yeah. I remember that the bus had some label on it and Wakamoto Haru and I were sitting on the bus together and we were just chatting and he was so nice and he was like my buddy and I had this friend of just like this feeling of he's my friend. What language were you talking in your dream? Dream language. You always talk dream language. It doesn't matter in dreams. No, I think you we could dream communicate. in a language. Mm, English. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't remember what okay. we were talking about. All right, and there were other components but it was just that. Wakamoto Haru and I were Mm. taking a trip together. And the reason I mention it is that it felt to me like that, almost that rebuilding thing. And it was just like, even though it wasn't real. So the the mountains were our hopes and expectations. No, the mountains were just nice mountains in. No, I'm interpreting (laughs) the dream. That we were going in on. You said it's random random firing of synapses. Well, so, I'm so a person who is... likes hearing about my own dreams yeah. and you're not. But I hope that there's someone out there who's listening to this who loves my Wakamoto Haru dream. And if you do, please tell me because I need the support. <laughs> <laughs> and I wish I could remember more. But I agree. Let's rebuild our trust yeah, with rebuild. Wakamoto Haru. Rebuild. Let's rebuild. All right. Moving on to Sekiwake. 
Now, Kodnawaka, his name is there. And, and I, when I saw the Banzuke, I looked at his name there and I th- felt disappointed with myself. Mm. I, I haven't given Kodnawaka the praise he deserves. I constantly overlook this rikishi, but he has built and built and built and finds himself now at his highest rank. Shin Sekiwake, just a quiet 11-4 from Komasubi. Yeah. Am I alone? I don't think so. I think both of us need to give Kodnawaka just a bit more because of some of the storylines we've been talking about. You know, we focused on other people. There's been so much other excitement. But I looked up what we said about Kodnawaka in July and we said... (laughs) We said that he was still maintaining that average Komasubi sumo. He beat Takakesho, but he's not great against the other Sanyaku. Now, yeah. fair enough. Well, he wasn't beating Sanyaku, but he's got one, two, three. Oh, I've seen that Sumo DB's just updated while we've oh, been talking. Fantastic. Nice. One, two, three, four, five, six. Then he went injured, so let's not count that. Seven, eight, nine Kachikoshi in a row. So sure, some of them nine. Were eight, sevens. Some of them were nine sixes, but there's three 11 fours in there now. He has lulled us us into this sense of uh, calm Mm. where you look at an eight seven in isolation Mm. and you go, huh, average Komasubi. Yeah. You rack enough of those up and you're Sekiwake. Well, he didn't rack another one up. He went 11 four. Yeah. Yeah. And he's fourth, right? Kanto Shaw. Yeah. Fourth. Fourth. Uh, so I guess what we're saying here is that uh, I would like to give him yeah. a bit of a shout yeah, out. Yeah, shout out. <laughs> bit of an Aussie shout out for Kodnawaka. Congratulations. Yeah. That's just, what we want to say. Congratulations, Kodnawaka. Well done. There's a lovely picture of him. Maybe we'll pop it on, use it as our Instagram photo today. Great. Of him holding up the Bansuke. He's managed to get there. Not many people do. We're treating it as as sort of every day that you can get to Sekiwake because, um, you know, we've seen quite a few recently. But it's not. It's no, massive. It's uh, I, for one, am on the bandwagon. Oh, yeah? I will predict at podcast time 2624. <laughs> Why is that in bars? Oh, no, that's Oh, not- no. <laughs> I was reading that wrong. <laughs> Uh, I'm predicting that uh, old mate Kodnawaka will win the U show. <laughs> well, well, there's no like, need for that. I feel if I just litter this podcast with predictions, yep. I can just cut out the relevant one at the end. Yeah. Yep. Say it really clearly so that when we do the transcription, looking oh, for these yeah. things, uh, yeah. it'll be able to pick it up. Because <laughs> can I tell everyone out there that uh, transcription services do not do that well with Australian accents? <laughs> Well, I didn't think it was Australian accents. I thought it was sumo names. Oh, sumo and and sumo names. Well, it's probably both. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the Komasubi Nishikigi. Great man. The great man fighting at his highest rank uh, of Komasubi. He started in March 2006. And I thought to myself, you know, it's sometimes hard to go how long ago was that. In March 2006... Square Enix put out Final Fantasy twelve, <laughs> and, oh, wow. and we, we just played through Final Fantasy sixteen. It doesn't yeah. sound like that many Final Fantasies ago, but uh, Final Fantasy twelve I replayed this year, and it's showing its age. Yeah, it's 
I don't know. You did. It did. I did. Yep. And anyway. Final Fantasy XIV went for like oh. four or five years. So. Well, I think it's gone longer than that and I think it'll go a lot longer than Can't wait to the dip future. back into that. But Nishi expansion. Kigi, great to see him here. I mean, the dream of last um, Basho. Look, I mean, probably sullied a little bit by those four losses at the end against opponents he probably should have beaten because, of, you know, famously a lot of those ten wins uh, at the start of the Basho came against the Sanyaku, and then he started to drop against the Maegashira at the end. Look, I don't care about that, though. No. I'm forgetting about it. No. This, on its own, is an incredible achievement. I welcome him. I think just to see him out there in Sanyaku doing what he does, it's just a complete joy, an honour and a privilege. Nishikigi! Yes, it's a payoff. You're a Komasubi now. I'll put up the photo of him as well because it is joyous. <laughs> yeah, it's great stuff. Uh, very, very happy about that. The other Komasubi, we have Tobisaru making a return. This is his highest rank. He's been Komasubi 2 West. He's been Komasubi 2 East before in uh, November 22 and March 23. i got to say, I, I don't, the East-West thing, I don't know. Well, if you're objectively talking about a higher, highest oh, well, rank, I mean, yeah. it is now. It is now. Don't worry about the other two, but this one now, because there's only two Komasubi, it's, it's got to count. Let's zoom out. Zoom out. Let's zoom out. Well, he can't stay at Komasubi yet. That's the big question here for me. That's what I was going to say. So he's been there twice. Uh, he was first there in November of 2022. He went seven and eight, and he was there again in March, and he went six and nine. Look... I love Tobizaru. I love his sumo. Mm. I love him being in there. I I would love to see a Kachikoshi at that rank, but I just don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I and that's know. a but bit of the joy about Tobizaru, exactly. perhaps. We don't know how it's going to go. Yeah. I mean, he'll face up on day one. It'll be hard. Day two, it'll be hard. Well, I think that week one will be hard for him. What is he going to do? And week two, even worse. <laughs> no, so, it gets better. It gets better for the Komasubi, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. I it's bad it, the whole time. I reckon it? it's pretty much bad the whole yeah. time. <laughs> it's it's the low Sanyaku joy. It's the equivalent yeah. of the joy, but you feel a bit better about it because you're in Sanyaku. <laughs> the irony of calling it joy. Yeah, that's right. Well, the actual joy, Magashira won. It's Hokuto Fuji, and he has come up from Magashira 9 with his 12 and 3. He was in the playoff. I would have loved him to pop up to Komasubi, but uh, it it was never really going to happen that Why they not? weren't going to make another rank, but another, another um, space. But could they have just Why done not? a cheeky one, please? Well, I mean, basically they've just uh, dumped him on the doorstep, haven't they here? And look, it would have been crazy. Although, you know, you think about the shape of this buns. Okay, let's zoom out <laughs> to go putting... <laughs> Making an extra Komasubi spot might have alleviated some pressure as we get down to the middle yeah. and lower ranks. Yeah. You know? And what it might have allowed for is like another Jurio promotion, like Roger, yeah. yeah. who didn't get in. So the last time that uh, Hokuto Fuji was Komasubi was well, uh, March what? 2020. Yes. So he's really been just bouncing around. He's got up to one. He's gone down to 12. He's come up again. He's just been really been sitting in those middle ranks uh, since then. So this performance is a 
big standout for him. Well, it, it definitely was. The form looked fantastic. This is the real test, though, isn't it? And Magashira won. You, you, you will fight probably all of the Sanyaku. Yeah. Yep. He's at the doorstep. He's knocking. He's knocking and we'll see whether he gets let in. Maysay is the other Magashira one. He's on the rise. He'd had two uh, eight sevens in a row and it's important that he stopped his drop this time around. Last time uh, he was moving down, he went to Magashira 13 last year and he stopped it this time. Yeah, they were dark days, weren't they? It just didn't feel right he was down there. And I, I never really got any intel on whether there was an injury. I, I always thought it was a mind problem for mm. Maysay. Mm. But the Maysay we're seeing now is the Maysay of old. It's expressing himself freely through sumo. And he did get a nice bump up from uh, Magashira 3 with that 8-7. I mean, that's not really an over-promotion. They needed someone in that Magashira uh, 1 rank, but a little uh, bit. I reckon. No, I, like I, I think it's deserved. Absolutely deserved. Moving on to Magashira 2, we have Abi who is dropping from his Komasubi spot with a 6-9 performance. And look, I think you'd say it was a little bit average. Given the ex expectations that are on Abi, since he won that U show back in November 2022 from Maigashira 9, uh, I mean, he's had eight wins, nine wins that got him back to Komasubi. But it, I really felt last time that the action up there was just a little bit hot for what I will call a very one-track mind yeah. sumo that he has. Yeah. It's Interesting to watch him. I mean, sometimes I find it interesting and sometimes I'm just like, next. Yeah. I mean, he beat Kirishima, who, as we mentioned, was probably still quite feeling quite bad. But he lost to, you know, Haku Oho, he yeah. lost to Kodnawaka, he lost to Mitakumi, yeah, I mean, 3 like, 12. There's no doubt. I mean, he, he lost to quality opponents. But, you know, coming off a U show last year, maybe people would have expected better. But let's look at that other Maigashira 2 position because it's a name we all recognise, Asaniyama, mm -hmm. who comes up from Maigashira 4. So he finished uh, July with eight wins, four losses, and three days off with that, uh, I, I want to say left bicep, the arm um, issue that he was having there. He came back at four wins, four losses, three days off, and he won the four days that he returned. So really showed that Ozeki spirit burns strongly within Asaniyama. He knows how to win uh, and he beats some quality people on those last four days. Tobizaru, Shodai, yes, I said it, quality. Thank you. Shodai, Kirishima and Wakamoto Haru. And the interesting thing is that he did pull out of the, so he, he won those last ones, like you said, but he ha did pull out of the Jungyo in between because the bicep was uh still troubling him. So he said he felt pain in his left arm. He couldn't do proper keiko. And he did come back because it was the last three days of the junior was in his hometown. But uh, it was obvious that he was still feeling that injury. And so yeah. to get those final wins <laughs> was really interesting. Uh, but it'll, huge. Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see how he has uh, recuperated it, in between. It's soft tissue. He should be fine. And I, and I think from Maigashira 2 now, he's ready to pounce. Yep. Yep. He is coming. Magashira 3. It's my boy Shodai. He is, uh, has gone down. I'm going to say that. Hang on. I, I, I can't, I don't want to accept that. No. From Magashira 2. Okay. That's good. 
but only to three. Yeah, that's great. With a six nine. He's got an interesting pattern in his last few <laughs> a basho. So his final basho, <laughs> as Ozeki went 6'9", then he went 6'9 again. So that was his drop out of the Ozeki rank from Sekiwake. Uh, at Magashira 1, he went 10'5". So 6'9", 6'9", 10'5". Now he's gone again, 6'9", 6'9". So here's my prediction. At 36 minutes and 7 seconds in podcast time, it is sure I will get a 10'5 in Aki 2023. I love it. Maths can't be wrong. Surely Sumo's all about patterns, right? Jeez, a 6'9 merchant. I don't think I quite realised that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, on the other side, though, Tamawashi, good to see him uh, back up the top. Yeah, so oh. he, hey, <laughs> what's going on here? One of those uh, position fillers, I suppose. They're just like, there's a hole sitting there in the banzuke. They're moving a whole lot of tiles around. They're chucking a whole lot of darts at the <laughs> wall to see what sticks. And it's Tamawashi who went 8-7 at Maegashira 7 that they chose to come up to 3. Well, you know, we say Banzuke is a mix of art and science and sometimes they just go, let's do the art side. <laughs> yeah. uh, and look, I mean. Who's a good guy? Tamawashi is. Exactly right. Like, he'll be fine at, well, he probably won't be, but hey. he'll, he'll be a good guy at Maegashira 3. Well, that's undisputable. He will be a good guy at Maegashira 3. Yes. Boy, that's a nice little bump for him there. <laughs> Four <laughs> ranks with an 8-7. He will take it. Okay, uh, Magashira 4, our Rikishi, uh, Takanosho, who is uh, coming off an 8-7 uh, result from Magashira 9. Zooming in a little bit. I'm all about the zooming in and zooming out. I'm starting to get a little bit of motion sickness, but let's zoom in on that performance, the 8-7. Takanosho actually dropped the first five days, and then for the remainder of the Basho went 8-2. and two. Yeah. Is that why he moved from nine to four with an eight seven? It sure is because I saw that and I thought something's building. Yeah. The Banzuke crew have seen that and gone, there's something building here. There's something about Takanosho at the moment. Yeah. I've got a good feeling about it at 38 minutes and 12 seconds. Hell yeah. In podcast <laughs> In time. In podcast time. Maybe different on your podcast provider. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I, I think they see something going on here. What are we calling these guys? So Tamawashi and Takanosho uh, this time around just with massive bumps. And uh, we've yeah. seen big ones, but these are big ones. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they're just benefit, benefiting from the art in the art science struggle. Yeah. Art Love guys. to see that. And it couldn't happen to two nicer ricochets. Yes. They've picked the right people here. Well, September, it's the month of the knob dog <laughs> at 38.52. All right, our, on the other side, Magashira 4, we have Ura. Yes. Who from Magashira 4 went 7 and 8 and is rewarded with his entertaining sumo by staying in exactly and precisely Perfect. the same position. Ura, he's won his way back into my heart. I feel the sumo is looking a lot more positive. And the eight wins... Uh, yeah, sorry, I should say the eight losses came from six current or or ex-recent Sanyaku Rikishi. So he's fighting the good the good opponents. Yeah. He's coming up with the wins. Fighting the good fight. Fighting the good fight, thrilling the crowd, selling tickets, selling merch, selling those 
big 500 yen cans of Asahi at the sumo. <laughs> Love you, Ura. Yeah, he is as popular as ever and good to see him staying in the same spot. I mean, why use the effort that you have to do to delete someone's name and write someone else's name in if you can just leave them there. Exactly. Magashira 5, we have Gonoyama. Now, this is a huge bump as well, but I love this. This is, uh, he's gone from Magashira 13, I should say, to Magashira 5 with a 10-5 and a Kanto Shaw. So that's, that's pretty good. This is his fifth Basho in a row at his highest rank. Uh, he only had one slip up in Juria when he went back. And he's only gone backwards actually twice in his very short career. He is doing so well. And I feel like Gonoyama might be under the radar. Oh, geez. He under Thoughts. the radar. I mean, not anymore at Maigashira 5. Mm. That's in the joy. He's above the radar now. That is in problem territory if you're not in form. Problem territory if you can't visualise yourself beating at least a couple of uh, big wigs, you know, he is playing now. Take me to the other side of Magashira 5 and then we might talk about this rank more Mm. generally. Well, (laughs) it's the success rank, right? Because Shona Naomi is the other guy. He's come up from Magashira 14 with a 10-5, so one even more, one more rank than Gonoyama and... uh, this is his sixth Basho in a row at his highest rank, seventh Kachikoshi in a row. I mean, this is hugely exciting. Magashira 5, officially known in this Banzuke as the rank of hope. Mm. I mean, this is a very interesting move. And both of these Rikishi, so, so new to the top division. Look, I mean, we've, we've seen Rikishi like this, and I think recently of Hirodumi who have been rocketed up. You know, probably to about that Magashira 4, 5 level. And the wheels can fall off very, very quickly. Exactly as you said, if you are not absolutely on Mm. your game, this is a different level of sumo for both of these Rikishi. I've got to say, like, generalising across both of them, I feel like their form is good enough, though. I was about to say the same thing. I don't feel that same nervousness with these two. I feel like even if they... You know, even if they go Makakoshi at the worst thing, they're not. It's not going to be a bad one. They're going to really represent. They they know their sumo. They know yeah. how to come up against good opponents. It's it's a real opportunity for these two, and, and you know, I mean, really, a, for both of them, eight wins would be a resounding success. Mm. Mm. Oh boy. Love Maigashira 5. Banzuke of Hope, the rank of hope. Let's move on to Maigashira 6. We have Onosho who slips down one rank with that 6-9 result in Nagoya. Onosho bookended his basho last time with losses, found some form in the middle. But after that great win against Hokuseho on day one, just couldn't quite get it together. But really, a one rank fall after 6-9 is not too bad at all. Uh, his rank mate, as I'm calling them from now <laughs> on, is Ryudin up from Maigashira 15. You've got that right, Maigashira 15. <laughs> Some real Whoa. Uh, rocketing up here. So he went 10-5 uh, back at Nagoya, finds himself now at Maigashira 6. And look, I mean, if you look at his record from there, he lost the first four days and then went on a 10-win streak. I know that when you're putting together a Banzuke, you don't look at these kind of things, but also I know they do. (laughs) And this is why 
He's up there. But look, like in all seriousness, Ryud and Sumo look really, really good. Magashira 15 is not where he should be. Mm. Uh, a generous bump, but a welcome bump for Agreed. him. And he beat Nishikigi on day 14. Huge. That was big. That was huge. And really contributed to the uh, playout of the yeah. uh, Yusho there. At Magashira 7, we have Takiyasu. He stayed in place with a 7 and 8, so another lucky one there. He had uh, five wins in a row last time around and then seven losses. Uh, so I think mm. he was a little bit lucky there to um, to stay in that position of Magashira 7. And on the other side, we had Oho. He topped out at his highest rank of Magashira 6 in July and has dropped down one rank. Pretty lucky with a 6-9 there. Yeah, I, I don't mind that. And I, and I think that this is a good result for Orhul. Gives him something to build off as we close out 2023. Well, let's move on to Magashira 8, Koroeko. We hauled out the MP3. We played the song. We sung along. Uh, Koroeko was 8-7. At Magashira 11. And yes. you know what? Let's bump him to Magashira 8 because why not? I love it. It's actually his third 8-7 in a row. Yep. And I don't think I quite clocked Is that. it? It Hang is. On. We haven't played the MP3 three times. Have a look at Sumo DB. I was a bit shocked myself. I am. I can't get it to go quick enough with my fingers. Hang on. Um, and look, I've got to say, seeing uh, Kotoeko with a single digit after the M brings me a lot of joy. Great work, Kotoeko. On the other side, we have Hirida Umi, who drops from Magashira 5 with a 5 and 10 result back in Nagoya. Again, a little lucky there. The uh, the winds were scarce. Uh, and actually went Kyujo on the final day there. So I'm not sure what that injury uh, was, whether it would be hanging around this time. But Hirida Umi from Magashira 8 starts his campaign from there next time. Mm, and he was also... Uh, Kujo from the Jungyo. So oh, okay. it seems like that was something that may impact the Basho this time around. We'll have to wait and see on day one. Magashira 9, we have Midori Fuji. Now, he went 4 and 11, and it wasn't that fun to watch. I mean, occasionally he'll pull something out. He's always worth watching, but it was his second Makakoshi in a row after his all-out Basho in March where he was in the Yusho race and then he lost the last five days. He, he really looked out of sorts. I couldn't quite put my finger on what the issue was there, but he just didn't look close to winning it nearly every day he went out there. Yeah. I'm surprised he got four, to be honest. Yeah. And so with a 4.11, a drop from three to nine is not bad. Yeah, so I right. think he's um, he's not done too badly there. But the person on the other side, and this is uh, a very inter interesting discussion at the moment, is Hakuoho from Miyagino Bea, the star of, one of the stars of July. Well, he, he was the star of July, let's face it. Even though, you know, we, we had um, Hoshoryu winning and moving to Ozeki, I think everyone was talking Hakuoho. Absolutely. So at Magashira 17, he went 11 and 4. He got all kinds of prizes and he moved up to Magashira 9. Um, he uh, is the highest ranked guy now from Miyagino Bea. Wow. So he's above Hokuseho. He's obviously above um, Enho and... Wow, yeah. Yeah, but Hokuseho, he has 
really leapfrogged and it seemed like Hokuseho was their big hope for so long, oh, not so long, for the last little bit. <laughs> He's <Nasho>. barely been <laughs> in in sumo. But, yeah, Hokuseho yeah. has, has uh, burst onto the scene. But the big news recently is that his shoulder is just not healing. You, we are talking about Hakuoho. Oh, did I say? You did, but it's an easy thing to do. Still in my mind. Hakuoho. Yep. His shoulder, uh, which was uh, injured yeah. a couple of basho yep. ago, um, is not surprisingly not healing. I mean, it's it's injured and mm. he's had no surgery or no time to recuperate apart from in between the basho. And Hakuho has come out and said that his shoulder's still bad and that eventually it looks like he will need surgery. And Hakuoho himself has said that his condition isn't good and that he wasn't able to represent in the Jungyo and that um, this is an interesting statement actually. He said, even if I go Kujo and drop out of Makuchi, the goal isn't to remain in Makuchi at all costs. I just want to be at my best in order to fulfil my dream. Now, that gives me a little bit of hope. Well, hang on. What's the dream? Well, the dream is success in sumo, presumably. Oh, you're going to need to be more specific. Yokozuna. Thank you. Yusho. Many Yusho. Many Yusho. Yeah. It's this weird thing. So it feels like this shoulder injury is an ongoing concern. I think everyone recognises it needs surgery. He's 20 years old. Why not take the time now? Yeah. Oh, I think that that's what... what he's suggesting here. Well, I wonder if he won't start. Like you get as high as you can and then oh. you take the surgery. So he's Magashira 9 now. The only thing would be how much higher can he get without getting that injury looked after. But, like let's say he does get surgery. He would be out one basho, two basho max, right? He's been in sumo four basho mm. and he rose from you know, yeah. uh, like all the way down the bottom. Like no matter where he ends up, yeah, it'll take him two or three basho to get back. Yeah. Like I really, really hope they take the time to get this surgery done, get the shoulder right because I'm not sure whether they're making it worse by yeah. him continuing. But I think this might happen because in sumo you don't talk about injuries yeah. traditionally unless something's about to happen. Like why is he talking, why is he saying this if he's not about to go Kyujo? Well, I don't know the origins who got this quote, but this feels like off, um, off message for a ricochet to be saying, you know, I don't want to stay in Makuchi at all costs. I want to go and get the surgery. Yeah. Do you know? It feels a little bit off message to me. I think, but doesn't that give you the hope that he will go and get it looked after? There, well, there's Is just something for me that I, I feel like I've had my world rocked with that Gagamaru uh, interview with Huckleball. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I still call him Hakuho. Yeah. And I will. You can. Um, just to go, you know, maybe maybe Hakuho is bringing a bit more of a modern approach to the way they manage injuries, mm. which would be get the surgery now, get mm. it right. You're 21 when you, when you hit Makuchi again, and then you've got 13, 14, 15 years. I think we're in agreement. Yeah. That he's about to have the surgery. Well, I hope so. What's I think it's like Shira nine, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter where he is. Like, he'll drop probably out of the top division. Yeah, and I'm not sure he'd – well, that's a crazy thing to say. What I was going to say is 
I'm not sure that he could get much higher if he's injured, but he's Hakuoho. He probably no, could no, almost no. get to Sanyaku <laughs> with that injury. I wonder though. Mm. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's a fascinating Mogashira thing 17, he started to come up at the end, but, you know, he did have a, many easy times yeah, at the sure. start when he was pushing over little kids. <laughs> this is true. This is true. But I think this is going to be very interesting what happens yeah, with his career now. Absolutely. Well, let's move on to Magashira 10, Kim Borzan. Mm. So Kim Borzan uh, went 7 and 8 at Magashira 10 last time, maintains that rank. Uh, look, it wasn't a bad performance. I, I, I think that we saw Kim Borzan, um, the Basho before, he was a, let's say, he was over-promoted to Magashira 5. He went 4-11 there, and I think as a sumo community, we said, it's fair enough, right? But coming back to Magashira 10, I was expecting a better performance than this. So much potential in this kid. I thought, this is where he should be fighting well. So I think a 7-8, and eight, slightly disappointing result. Hopefully something better next time. Yeah, well... I'm not sure he was out um, injured from the Jungyo and it's been um, said that it was a cervical spine injury. Now, that's the same thing as Enho. Yeah. Huge issue. Obviously, anything to do with the spine, we saw it take Ishira out. Yeah. Well, um, hang that on. Wasn't, that was the neck. I think it's different ends of the spine. Mm, I think it's still up the I, – I really well, don't want to say – Okay, well, I'll try. I'll try to guess, mm. <laughs> which is the best we can do. Okay, I'll Google it. That's Cer- the best. I can cervix do. is down. No, <laughs> different. Different. There's no way the cervical spine is no. in your neck. No, Look it, up. it Look is. It up. Is it? Yeah, because I read something about it the other day. Because uh, someone else well, was like cervix. <laughs> well, I think I think the medical community needs to get together and get some consistency. No, it's in the neck. It's in the neck. Well, where's the cervix? As a then? woman. <laughs> As a woman, okay, <laughs> it's not near the cervix. It's in the neck. Because I always thought that bit of the spine down the bottom where our where tail used ce- to where be. You, where is the cervix? Oh, let's not get into that now. <laughs> but I always thought that bit of the spine down there where the, our tails used to be <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> wasn't doing a lot of work in the that's sumo. Not even, that's not even near the cervix. What oh, I am, geez. what I am not laughing about at this point <laughs> is that Kim Bozan has a yeah. cervical spine yeah. injury. Um, seems like a big thing. Seems like it's really impacting um, his sumo and could um, take him out for the long term. Um, I don't know what the treatments are, yeah, so not good. Um, not good for him at Magashira Ten. Moving on to the other side of Magashira Ten, Endo. From Magashira 16, put in a very, very solid 10-5. Now, normally you'd say a 10-5 from Magashira 16 moving up to Magashira 10. That's pretty good, but it's hard not to compare his result with Ryudin, who went 10-5 from Magashira 15 and uh, found his way all the way up to number six. Yeah. There's a little bit of a difference going on. A little Ryudin friend in there. I don't mind it. Doesn't need to be fair. Just needs to be interesting. And this was certainly <laughs> very interesting. And I've got to say, I mean, seeing Endo move at least away from the bottom of yeah. the Banzuke is a huge relief. I yeah. Think. I mean, Endo, we have our uh, issues with him and his, uh, I don't know, 
outward commitment yeah. to Sumo, yeah. but he's very good. I'd hate to see him go. He's enjoyable to watch. Yeah, he is, yeah. He yeah. always puts up, he generally puts up a fight and uh, to see him as high as possible is uh, pretty much the aim, I reckon. <laughs> That was Maegashira 10, so we move to Maegashira 11. And we have a name that we have not seen this low since March 2016. It's Mitakumi. What's he doing down here? Well, he went 3 and 12, and we spoke about it a bit in our uh, Talk and Sumo episode in uh, a couple of weeks ago. He just found it all a bit too much, got a bit overwhelmed. Well, but he wants to come back. Now that I've seen the Banzuke and I'm faced with the reality, mm. I just have to ask the question that everyone wants to know. Has there been some mistake here? <laughs> Are we definitely sure it was 312? Yeah, I know. Well, especially since I said before that somebody, that he beat someone. <laughs> Arby, wasn't Did he? That was one of the three wins. Hmm. Mm. So he's gone from Magashira 2 to 11. Yep. So that seems fair. It's a fair fall. I think it's, it's too it's too harsh. Uh, it's not the worst. And as I said, he hasn't been this low since March 2016. This was his third basho after he got to Makuchi for the first time. So since then, he's had all his Sanyaku uh, business. He's won all his Yusho. He's got to Ozeki. He's fallen from Ozeki. And now finally he finds himself down here again at Magashira 11. But he is newly made of, motivated um, from all reports. Really? Remember the quotes? He yeah, yeah. wants to um, win the Yusho is his commitment. Yeah, well, I think he's... That's Mitakumi at 58 <laughs> minutes and 16 seconds. Yeah, we've got a few edits because you went to get us a beer. So oh, no. that might whack that out a little bit. Oh. But, um, yeah, I mean, like if he doesn't dominate here, there's big problems. I, I say that, though, he's surrounded by a lot of, well, I mean, there's some old friends down here, there's some talented youngsters. On the other side is Hokuseho. Mm. How do we put his performance into context? Ugh. Well, it's his first Makakoshi ever. I'm calling it that. There was, uh, he was out for COVID and then oh, there was one with injury. Count. Yep. Um, the Makakoshi occurred at his highest rank of Magashira 6, obviously, because he'd just been coming up. And when I was thinking about this, this is one of the ones that you were talking about before, and you're looking through the Banzuke and you're like, oh, hang on, what? And I think I'm almost. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited to see where this will go is, is the qualifier I'll, I'll give here yeah. because people are starting to figure him out. We've talked about it at length. We almost always talk about his bouts because it's so interesting to see the way that people are starting to combat him when it looked like he was unstoppable. Yeah. Where's it going to go well, here? I, I agree. I think Hokuseho is absolutely at the crossroads in this basho. If, ha if Hakuoho drops out, he'll be the top again. He'll be the, you know, the only hope. But, like, contrast Hakuoho and Hokuseho. Mm. Like, Hokuseho does one thing and does it quite well, apart from it just didn't work last time. Hakuoho just has just this um, array of techniques, yeah. this array of options. Yep. Looks dangerous on the back foot, on the front foot, improvising, going out there with a set plan. They, they just feel like two completely different ricochet. But, uh, like, I completely agree. Like, what happens now? 
Mm. Yeah. I'm interested. Well, I want to see development. I think I wouldn't be alone in saying that. I want to see what's next for his sumo. Yeah. It's not about wins or losses up or down. It's about what does he do yeah, with what, what he's Yeah, what does got. he do? Exactly. Because there are guys coming up from, you know, underneath him, Kiho, mm. et cetera. Kiho, yeah. You know, he, yeah. he has to find some way to win here. He has to come back from a 5'10". But um, you know what? Like maybe the pressure's off. I mean, he's a young man. Ooh, There's interesting. You know, eyes aren't on him now, and I think with Hakuoho's success, no one's going to be expecting so much from. I think he's getting a lot of side eye, side eye. They just like don't look straight at him at <laughs> the moment. <laughs> we'll give him one basho yeah. with a side eye. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to Maegashira 12, Takara Fuji. He went 9-6 at Maegashira 15, and can I say, what a relief Yay. to see him haul himself off the bottom of the Banzuke. His Maegashira 12, I'm not ready for Takara Fuji to leave us. No, no thank you. And Takara Fuji is not ready to leave us either. And just, you know, thinking a little bit about his sumo last time, he just looked a bit better defensively, and I think as time goes on, if he's defending well, he will win bouts. Um, and hopefully we see more of that next time. His Magashira 12 friend is Sadanumi, who falls from Magashira 8 with a 5 and 10 result. Sadanumi is one of these ricochet. I, I feel in the time we've been watching Sumo, he's been consistent. Yeah, a real friend. He's been a real friend. He's never set the world on fire, but he's not that kind of ricochet. But... Seeing a 5'10 from him and seeing that lacklustre performance, I felt like, is this a sudden Umi we know and love? Well, I was thinking that about Takara Fuji. I'm not prepared to accept a world nope. <laughs> yet without Takara Fuji or sudden Umi. Sudden Umi at 36 years old. Ooh, I'm a little bit worried, but I really hope he can bounce back from this. Sadanumi, uh, I've checked the stats, he's the oldest 36-year-old in the Ibanzuke at the moment. Mm -hmm. mm. There you go. <laughs> Take us to Magashira 13. I will. It's Miyogiryu. He got six and nine. So a bit of a makakoshi went down from... <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm calling six and nine sure. now. Yeah. Uh, seven and eight, it's a makakoshi. Six and nine, bit, bit of, of a, a makakoshi. Uh, fell down from uh, Magashira 10, so he's kicking around those middle ranks at the moment. And on the other side, it's Nishiki Fuji. He's had two bad Makakoshi in a row yeah, after getting to his highest there? rank of Magashira 3. He always puts in. He's one of those guys, know. you know, when you yep. talk about the bat, even if he loses, you're like, he went all out. He gave it his all. I always enjoy watching him, but, yeah, couldn't get many wins. Fell down from Magashira 8 to 13 with a 5 and 10. So you have to think that that was pretty fair. Yeah, it absolutely is. And like, let's contrast Nishiki Fuji's 5-10 to Sadanumi's 5-10. They're, no, they're nothing like each other. Mm. Nishiki Fuji, yeah, he puts in. I hope for better things for him in September. Let's move on to Magashira 14, Aoyama. He went 9 and 6 uh, from Maegashira 17 last time. He just did what needed to be done. I'm mm. not ready to let Aoyama go. No, he's another one. He's another one. Takara Fuji, Sadanumi, Aoyama, yeah. please stay. 
I, I like what, I think I've said this before, but I like what Aoyama represents at the bottom yeah. of the Banzuke, the Makuchi Banzuke. He is a skill check that you've you have to clear yes. to yes. prove that you're better than Maegashira 15. Yes. We need him here. Uh, and at Maegashira 14, steps himself away from the edge of demotion. Is Co- he as uh, hard as the skill check at the start of Armored Core? Oh, Armored Core 6. Damn, if anyone wants to slip into my DMs and talk about how hard that first boss was, <laughs> I'm here for you, kids. That was that was, a, ooh, that was so hard. And then after that, they give you the tutorials, which is... <laughs> A little bit mean-spirited, but let's move on to more relevant things such as sumo. Maegashira 14, uh, the other side is Kodoshoho, who slips down one spot uh, with 7 and 8 from Maegashira 13. Uh, Kodoshoho got his Makakoshi on day 12. So actually, like, could have given up from there. Yeah. But he then put two white dots against his name, one of them against Hokuseiho. Nice. Which, when you think Hokuseiho went 5'10", maybe that's not so special, but I do feel everyone had to no, work for in, their wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one white square because he got that free win after Hirodumi went Kyujo on day 15. That's so it definitely could have been worse for Kodoshoho there. Yep. Yep. He ends up at Magashira 14. At Magashira 15, it's the re-emergence of a face we know, a face we love, a face we've seen before in Makuchi, but we couldn't wait till he got back there again. It's a tummy Fuji. He won the Yusho at Jurio 1 and he is back. Exciting. Yeah, the man who embodies sumo. Uh, if you uh, are one of the people who joins us on our Jurio uh, live streams, you'll know that sumo flows through this man's body it surrounds him. It envelops the people within three or four metres of him. <laughs> and it's great to see him move from Jurio 1 up to Maegashira 15. Now, that feels like a a conservative bump there. Well, I thought it was too. So I went digging and I found that it was actually okay because he came from Jurio 1 West. I know you don't want to necessarily discuss the West, but he (laughs) was on the West. Um, And it was actually the 11-4 that did him in. So if he had have just got uh, a couple more wins, he might have um, gone up higher than that Magashira 15. Can I just take a moment to yeah. appreciate your sumo DB query work here? Thank you, so because I'm not good at the query. You've identified Jurio one rank. Yep. With a Yusho. Yep. Damn, that's good stuff. Yeah. Look I mean, at that's these a names, bas- though. That's a basic query, I think. You've no, done no, no, much there, more complicated. There's no ones. such thing as a basic <laughs> query on sumo DB. But look at this name. The yeah. list of names here. So Gonoyama was the most recent. Uh, at Jurio 1, but he was on the east side and he went 14-1 and he only went to Magashira 13. So he had a better score. Yeah. He was on the east. He went a little bit higher. Ryuden at Jurio 1 east went 12-3 and three, and he went to Magashira 12. So he was the one who really um, slipped past the Banzuke gods as, as usual. Yeah. He can... Uh, uh, see the favour of the, the gods once in a while. May say he won the Yusho show uh, in July 2020 at Jurio 1 and with a 10-5 and he went to 13. So he was promoted higher than Atami Fuji. Crazy that you could win a Yusho show with 10 wins. Yeah. Was that the straw Yusho? show? I feel like oh that was the five 
halfway playoff with the straws Jeez, where no one knew what was happening that, with yeah. the straws. Uh, Azamari, I mean, the, the list goes I mean, on. Azamari, Shimonomi, Onosho, Miyogiryu, there's some interesting names in there who have all won a Yusho from Jurio 1. Um, and not many have been placed at Magashira 15. So I do think that Atami Fuji could have gone higher, but obviously it's the slots around him, etc. I understand how the art science works, but I would have loved to see him a little bit higher. Yeah, look, I mean, you know, rank is just a number. I think it's good to see him back. I'm very excited to see what this campaign looks like. Obviously, last time he came to Makuchi, I feel like just the the occasion got too much for him, but we're looking at a different Rikishi now. Mm. I think he's a bit more mature. Yeah. He seems more sumo. Yep. I think so too. I think all the experience counts with someone like him because he's someone who takes his opponent's head on. Yeah, yeah. And so the more he encounters people, the more he learns about tricks that are going to be played against him because he's not a trickster. So he needs to learn what's going to come up against him and then he'll learn how to combat that. For him, experience is everything. I, I, think. Oh, I know. I completely agree. And, and I think he's someone who brings all of himself to his mm. sumo. And I'm going to contrast him to someone like Endo, who keeps an emotional distance between oh. him and his sumo. Someone like Atami Fuji feels oh. every bout. Yeah. So maturity is going to do a lot for this young man. But so great to see him at Magashira 15. Now, I'm going to read your notes for oh, yeah. <laughs> Magashira 15. Chia Shoma who went six and nine from Maigashira 12. And the notes you've written here, it's one word and the word is yep. It happened. <laughs> I don't think we need, it happened. I don't think we need to expand on that. So let's move on to Maigashira 16. <laughs> Kagiaki comes back from a nine, six at Jurio one. Welcome back, Kagiaki. Uh, look, uh, it was only one show for Kagiaki back in Jurio. You know, he's one of these Rikishi right now who's, he, he's a bit good for Jurio. Yeah. Uh, no, and I he think, should be. He's still he, young. He should be. Yeah. Uh, but look, let's see how he goes. The bottom of the Banzuke, full of talent. On the other side, we have Tsurugisho, who disappointingly posted a 5-10 from Maegashira 11. He's uh, given another chance here, but look, I don't think that Maegashira 11 was a good look for him. I think he'll be a lot more comfortable here. And again, just prov- prove, uh, provide that barrier for anyone around him. Yeah, he looked so good in July. He has his moments too to get Yeah, shot. I mean, he got those five, uh, six wins in a row uh, where everyone was like, what is Tsurikishu doing here? <laughs> but uh, it didn't play out in... In uh, oh, in March. March, didn't play out in July. Um, but you know, if if I had six good days in a row in my life, yeah, oh I, yeah, that'd feel pretty good. Six great days at six, work in yeah, a row. Six great days. Well, not necessarily work, oh, just but life. like life. Life, yeah. Which could include work. Mm-hmm. Like six would be pretty good. Mm. Let's just all reflect on that for a well, moment. Well, what about? 
What about then the opposite with Midori Fuji when he got the five losses in a row at the end and then went five losses at the start. So that's 10 bad days in a row. Well, I guess he had well, in between. But separate, but we don't know what the status of those days were. <laughs> they might have all been bad all as been well. Bad days, yeah. Oh, that's dark. Okay. Michael Shearer, 17, <laughs> by himself, representing the 17 rank. It's Daishoho. He went six and nine at Magashira 14 and uh, it was his birthday on the day of the Banzuke. He turned 29, so we're a little bit late for those birthday wishes, but uh, happy birthday to him. He's fighting now to stay in Makuchi. This is his fourth Basho in Makuchi this time around. So uh, his last chance at uh, Magashira 17 to get a Kachikoshi and stay there. He's clinging on. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he, he's certainly clinging on. Uh, let's, I don't know. I don't know. The bottom of Makuchi, not super exciting. I made this well, comment to you before and he said it was a little bit harsh, but with Kagiaki Tsurigisho Daishoho, I am more excited about the top of Jurio, which is Well, Norga. let's have a look at the top of Jurio. Yeah. It's absolutely red hot. Roga. Roga. Tamashoho. Tamashoho. What a legend. Kidnawaka. I mean, kidna- skip Jurio too, perhaps. Kidnawaka and Dai Mummy. What's wrong no, with no. Kidnawaka? No, he's no, in his he's highest fine. rank. Yeah, he is. Oh, this is the best having the actual Banzuke now. <laughs> what's your issue? He went 10 5 from Jurio 5. Yeah. Apologize to this man. Sorry, Kidnawaka. <laughs> I'll make a, a heartfelt apology. Dai Mummy, he could come back up again. Um, and yeah, just a lot of. A lot of good names there. Then you have to go kind of to the lower half of of Jurio to find my next uh, lot of exciting guys. I mean, Shishi there. Shishi at, at his highest rank of uh, Jurio eight. eight. Exactly. Chiamaru, he's fallen down to 10. It's fine. It's fine. Let's Yikes. not forget Chia Sakai, though, mm-hmm. at Jurio eight, fighting at his highest rank yep. after, well, an amazing 8-7. The other name we see there is uh, Wakataka Kage, uh, who's fallen down still with a knee injury, fallen all the way down uh, from Sanyaku. This is where he stops this time around, so Jurio 7. Um, and the reason I call it out is uh, not necessarily because of his rank now. We know he's going to continue to fall until he comes back, but his. Uh, Jurio 7 mate is Ichi Yamamoto. Yeah, oh my God. Which means that on day one, if Jurio 7 goes against Jurio 7, it's Wakataka Kage Ichi Yamamoto. I, so, I think Wakataka Kage should turn up. Yes. Yes, and just give him a win. Give him a win. It'd be, and, then, oh. and then Ichi Yamamoto could get all his merch signed. He would get like, all his merch signed. He would on. cry. He would have the video that he could save. He could yeah. laminate the bunzuke. Yeah. Not wash his hands forever. Never wash his hands. Mm. Never wash his mawashi, which I believe he probably doesn't do anyway. <laughs> um, let's move to the bottom of the Jurio bunzuke because, hello, we have some new friends that we need to get to know. Well, some of them, their names we recognise, Ono Sato. Yep. Coming in at Jurio 14 for the first time after the 4-3 from Makushta 3. Lots of expectations. Nishonoseki Beya. Hell yeah. The first of two moving into Jurio. Uh, the other is Takahashi, 
who came up from Makushta four with a five and two. So Nishonozeki's taking his oh, time to just, dominate, but he's going to get there. There's just a wave of them coming They're in. coming. I'm going to support them with every fibre of my being. Uh, I'm uh, totally the other, unbiased. The <laughs> other Jurio debutants we have, uh, we have Asakoryu and Ten Shoho. Don't know a lot about these kids, but uh, looking forward to getting to know what they're about. Yeah, well, um, from some very well-known stables, we know their names as uh, Mukai Nakano yeah. and Ishizaki, but we've got to get to know their new names. I have to stop saying that. And oh, have... is that their new names? I know. I mean, they're my old friends. Yeah, you know them. You know them. Can we put something in place where they don't change their shikona? <laughs> well, who did I come across yeah. recently who... I realised had changed it, but I'd totally forgotten. But he was one of those ones where I'm like, I'm never going to get to know this. Kirishima? No. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to remember who it was now. I'm not going to be able to in this time. But it, but it's funny, like it's the it's the early days where you make that connection with the rikishi that, that imprints that name in your memory, right? I remember. It was Gonoyama, Nishikawa. Remember? And we're oh, like, oh, no, we're never going to be able no, to get past oh, Nishikawa. I, I loved Gonoyama the minute I I heard it yep. because it, of the Goedo. Yeah. 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 No, I loved Gonoyama. But I think when it happened, I was like, no. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked the name, but I was, I just never thought I'd be able to remember it. N- Nishikawa is so generic. Yeah. True. Yeah, so generic. I mean, that's his name. <laughs> is it? I'm sorry to his family. Yeah. I don't think it is, is it? It is. It's his real name. Well, say sorry. As they say, say sorry to Nishikawa. As they say, you can't choose your family, but you can choose your shikona. <laughs> Do they? They say they definitely say that. Yeah, I think hey, so. Hey, uh, there's a couple of friends we need to check in on in the lower ranks just to, you know, keep the name in the uh, search engines. Yes. Enho, where's he at? Yes, he's at uh, Makushta 41. So he didn't participate at all in July at Makushta 1. We know he's got the, the cervical. Deep, low, low, low <laughs> cervical. If you're a medical <laughs> practitioner, I'm so, so sorry. Like you probably literally can't listen to this podcast. <laughs> but Enho, we, I suspect, yeah, I'm not going to say what I think actually. Okay. I suspect he may never come back. I will say it. At podcast time, <laughs> 78 minutes and 30 seconds. Minus three okay. minutes to get beers. <laughs> Interesting. Um, tell me about Tokashori. Where's he at? Because I can't forget. Tokashori. Because January 2020 lives in my heart. I can't mm. forget. When is it? Makushta East. Yep. 37. Okay. That's all right. Uh, he's, he's knocking on the door of Makushta 20. Teretsuyoshi though. Makushta 8. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Let's keep it close. Knocking on the door. I reckon we should put a pin in this episode. I think so. We have talked hey, um, a lot about Sumo. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we've had a lovely evening having a look through this Banzuke. Sure have. Uh, we will be uh, doing a podcast every day of the Sumo uh, in September. I'm going to be out and about a little bit. Yeah, tell us about what you do. Well, so uh, like my old punk band from <laughs> a long time ago. The really- 90s. The uh, 2000s. Well, the 2000s, yeah. yeah. We're, we're touring, so I'm going to be out and about. Mm-hmm. We think, we just need to to confirm <laughs> it, but Sumo Mainichi, super friend uh, Rob, yep. will be subbing in on a few apps. 
What I think I would like to do, though, is to submit some drunken sumo feelings. Oh, yeah. Who wants drunken sumo (laughs) feelings from Dave after a gig? Yeah, I think that's probably going to be not suitable for a podcast. He will have just played and then hung out with Gyroscope, the next band, and then hung out with Body Jar, the next band. Yep, and probably have not watched the sumo, but I'll be giving very zoomed out feelings about Zumo. Yeah. <laughs> Zumo. Zumo. You'll be yelling some Zumo feelings <laughs> into the voice memos. Um, so uh, join us though. We'll be there. We also will be live uh, streaming Jurio on yes. day one and 15. One and 15. We can't do eight this time around. Yeah, because I think I'm cool. out of town. Uh, if you would like to support the podcast uh, you can go to PayPal and use our Gmail address, sumomainichi at gmail.com to make a contribution to the Sake Fund. And thank you to all of the people that have done that. It warms our hearts mm. and fills our cabinet with sake. We need to top up that sake. We, we certainly <laughs> Quick, do. Quick, smart. Uh, you can buy T-shirts and uh, badges. There are links around the place. Yep. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, legends. Bye. Bye. Yeah.